Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Honor and glory to you, Lamb of God. Worthy are you, Lamb of God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Lamb of God, I worship you. Elion, you are worthy of praise. None like you, none to be compared or likened unto you. You rule and reign over the heavens, over the firmaments, over the nations. The nations are coming and are bowing before you, Lamb of God. Oh, we celebrate you tonight. We celebrate you, oh God. We celebrate your comings. We celebrate your voice, your speakings. We celebrate your proclamation, your declaration in this season. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your truth, your eternal word, your eternal life. This is life eternal, that they may know you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A blessed, a blessed evening to you all there friends once again tonight uh, you are welcome if you're joining us wherever you will be connecting to us from tonight it's a great privilege to celebrate this wonderful day and of course this evening with you or if you're just waking up at your own end well good morning to you or good afternoon or do I say amen good evening right, we want to thank God for his love for his kindness that never fails Wherever you are tonight is a great honor and a great privilege to share this moment with you. We have been looking into the heart of God. We've been allowing the Spirit of God to kind of speak to us in terms of His prophetic uh, uh, you know, mind for this season. And of course, He's been speaking to us in such a clear, profound way. And I'm grateful that tonight, once again, as we open the Word of God and look further into the emphasis of his voice that we will find amen insight clarity and direction as we journey further into his confluence wherever you are please join us let us pray i i i have you know i i just finished praying for you know uh, some family that came you know to visit tonight and i just sense a strong uh, a governmental intercessory you know spirit you know uh, uh, while we're praying and uh, I'm, I'm bringing that into this broadcast tonight and i'm hoping that anyone who, who will be in need of prayer who will be in need amen of divine uh, uh, direction amen that heaven will minister to you amen so let us pray tonight even as we open this 
broadcast. Father, we thank you for your ways. Your ways are known to them who are seeking, who are in search, who are in hot pursuit of your presence. We thank you tonight, Lord, that as you speak to us, as you bring us further into the arena of your mind and counsel, that once again the word, yes, will be broken. The bread will be broken. Our eyes will behold. We will see. Our heart will connect. There will be a connection. There will be, yes, a confirmation. There will be an imprint of truth within every heart, every mind that will be joining us tonight. Wherever our friends, loved ones, or anyone that will be connecting for the first time, oh God, we pray tonight, oh God, that there will be an, Im an impression upon their hearts, an imprint, oh God, there will be an awakening of your desire and purposes, and there will be a running towards the fulfillment of that purpose. I thank you. I honor you, Lord. May your kingdom continue to come. May your will find inroad and expression. May your glory, oh God, once again, cover the earth of our life. May there be, oh God, an awakening to us, the altar, the place of worship, the place of knowing you. May our eyes be open. May our ears be unstopped to hear. May there be a fulfillment of your divine counsel. Take your place. Be glorified. Be exalted. Let the eyes of your people be open to see, to know. Let there be a clarity and understanding, O oh God, so that we are not, O oh God, yes, captured by the lies and the deceit of men. We pray tonight, Spirit of God, let our hearts once again connect to you. May we rejoice together. May we celebrate what your Spirit, yes, is pointing to. And may we move towards the direction of your desire for our life, for our home, for our family, for our city, for our nation. Continue to build your church. Be glorified, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, tonight, like I said, we will continue to track the heart of God, the mind of God. We've been dealing with the issues of the exodus of the church and the mixed multitude. We, we call this, amen, a kingdom prophetic perspective in the present transition of the body of Christ amidst the false culture, amen, amidst the false culture of churches and that which men today, all right, have, have built that they have called the things of God. Meanwhile, what these things are, are actually a cultic center. So we are dealing with a very critical, important uh, uh, subject here that I'm praying will continue to speak to the heart, particularly the heart of those who are tired of how we have seen church, how we have understood church, how church has been portrayed. Remember, Jesus said he will build his church and the gate of hell, the gate of Hades will not prevail. And whenever, amen, the, the, there's a declaration or wherever we see a declaration or proclamation or we see what God is building, amen, or we see what God has called for, where if you look to the other side, you always see a counterfeit. That, that is something that we have seen, all right, in the scripture from the beginning of time. That whenever God wants to do something, the enemy also seeks to mimic, seeks to, you know, to, 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 to duplicate, to replicate what God is doing. 
such that uh, those who are not aware, who are not amen, uh, in sync or who are not knowledgeable enough to appreciate amen, the difference between falsehood amen, and, 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 and the truth are easily moved amen, by imbibing, by accepting you know, the lies. So what we are seeking to do amen, through this uh, uh, teaching is to help us to identify the false is to help us to break away, amen, from the lie, from the falsehood, amen, and, and see the truth and find the truth. And Jesus said, we will know the truth and the truth, amen, will make us free, will set us free. Now, we, we, we took the, the, the theme of this, of this teaching, amen, of course, from the book of Exodus. Exodus uh, uh, 12, in fact, the entire Exodus speaks to the, the bringing out of the nation of God, of the people of God, amen, from, from, from the land of Egypt, amen, from under the tyranny, under the rulership, amen, of slavery called, amen, Pharaoh. So we are looking at that and we are connecting it to many of the things that we see today, amen, happening in the mainline, mainstream church. If you, you will agree with me that many of the things that we claim that is being done out there, or that is that is being promoted, that is being projected, amen, as God as as a, as a God thing, amen, as God sent, amen. Many, you know, uh, uh, so-called you know spiritual leader who are who claim to be prophets, apostles, amen, pastors, teachers, amen. You would notice that many of these people, what they are doing, amen, contradicts what is, amen, in the Word of God to the point that. They've used, amen, the word of God, the counsels of God, the principles of God, amen, yes, uh, 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 you know, to, to entrap the people of God. And we've seen this, and of course, I believe that this is something that the Spirit of the Lord really wants us to address. God wants us to deal with, amen, this authority, this powerful principality who has kept the people of God, amen, in some form of religious bondage. So we're talking about, amen, Freedom from, amen, religious Egypt. Freedom from the hand, the, 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 the spirit, if you will, the system that is called Pharaoh. We know that Pharaoh, amen, and of course Egypt, amen, took the people of God, amen, and imprisoned them. They enslaved them. They kept them under lock and key, not wanting them to go, amen. So when God finally sent Moses, amen, he said, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go so they can what? So that they can worship me. And like I said in our previous uh, uh, series that, you know, worship has become, you know, the, 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 the heart, the, the, the center part, if you will, of the battles of the last day. Whom we worship, where we worship, amen, yes, uh, will become the very focal point of our battle. And it's important that we understand why, amen, because we are designed, created, amen, to worship God. The Bible says we were designed, created for the pleasure of God. Any person or system, amen, that seeks to take that objective, that counsel, that purpose from our life, amen, of course, becomes the enemy of God. Becomes the enemy of God. And God has been speaking to us, amen, that we as, the, as, as, as a people, as a company, as, as, as members of his body, amen, as leaders within his church, of course, the church that Jesus is building. One of the things that we, we know are, or we have been, you know, designed and be, you know, set aside, you know, uh, 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 for 
is to free, is to liberate, amen, yes, nations, society, and of course creation. In fact, the Bible says that creation itself is waiting, yes, for the manifestation, the revealing, yes, the, the, the showing forth of those that are called sons of God. For one thing, amen, to deliver creation from bondage, from slavery, yes, creation itself is in bondage. When you look at the world that we live in today, you can see that everything is in disarray. Everything is disorganized. It's, 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 it's plunging into darkness. The Bible says darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness the people. This darkness, amen, is a system, amen, that, 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 that manipulates, that control, that intimidates, amen, yes. Anything that stands for God, amen, or seeks to serve God. And the Lord is raising a company of people who will not be afraid? Who will not be intimidated by Pharaoh, by Egypt? Amen. Who will go down, amen, to Egypt and to the palace of Pharaoh, amen, and say to him, let my people go that they may worship me. God wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that is not just some, you know, little thing we do by lifting our hands and giving glory and praise to God. Yes, that's one path. But worship is the total, amen, summation of our life, amen, bringing glory and honor to God. And in everything that we do, we do it as unto the Lord. That there's nothing that we do, amen, that that that, that is imposed on us, amen, that, that we do because we find ourselves in a situation where we are we are forced to compromise amen the, the, the heart the very heart amen of the gospel is liberation is freedom we read that you know uh, uh, some some time ago in fact we didn't just read we did a whole series amen yes the the the, the four amen cardinal you know uh, points of the gospel of the kingdom the, the, the four major pillars, amen, of the gospel of the kingdom, amen, which of course starts with, yes, uh, uh, to proclaim liberty to them that are in captive, to them that are in captivity, to them that are being held bound, amen. The spirit of the Lord God Almighty is upon me because he has anointed me to preach, amen, the good news, yes, to the poor, to bring out a people, to set the captives free. When you look at those four amen, major points, you begin to understand and appreciate the heart of the gospel. So anything within the environment amen, of what looks or sounds like the gospel that keeps the people, that holds the people in hostage, that keeps the people in some you know, a blind position, in some you know, a, a, a influence that is not you know allowing people to honor to worship god of course is bondage is egypt so do we have a man uh, uh, a manifestation of egypt today and means what we call the church yes do we have you know men and women who, who act like pharaoh of course yes I mean, this is not something that we are just, you know, uh, uh, coining out. I mean, the scripture speaks about these people. We're talking about people who, in fact, we're going to look at some of these people who the Bible called the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Jesus said, beware of the leavens of the Pharisee. Beware of the leaven of Herod. Beware of the leaven, amen, of the this, of this Sahendri. 
You understand? So we, we, we've got to be aware of certain things so that we can walk, if you will, amen, in the path, in the in the straight and narrow path, if you will. We can walk in the direction that heaven has ordained for us. And one thing that I, I remember saying the last time is if we don't know what what truth is, we may never get to appreciate, amen, yes, the meaning of freedom. Because you cannot talk about freedom if you don't know the truth. The truth is what allows you to know, amen, your rights, your, your your identity, if you will, your, 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 your position, your inheritance. It is the truth that brings us to, to this awareness, to this knowledge. And it's from there that we are able to define, amen, if indeed we are free or we are in bondage. All right. So there are a lot of things today that seem as if, that look as if, yes, they are expressing freedom and liberty. Meanwhile, amen, they are the very instrument that is keeping us in bondage. So it's important that we understand, amen, what are the, what are the definition, amen, of freedom, of truth, amen, of liberty, amen. Yes, before the Lord, before his word, we have to know those things. Because what we're dealing with, amen, is, is freedom from religious bondage. Freedom from, amen, a tyrannical, you know, a, a system, rulership within the church, within that which you call the house of God, amen. Yes, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with how to live our life, how to walk, amen, in, 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 in the dimension, in the reality of, you know, of, of grace, of, of, of liberty, of spiritual freedom, where we are not, amen, under the lock and key of some men, where we are not, amen, imprisoned by Herod, where we are not captured, amen, by the, the, the spirit of Pharaoh, whatever, amen, keeps us in bondage, whatever seek to influence, manipulate, or intimidate us, bewitch us, amen, yes, is what? Is Egypt, is a manifestation, amen, of, of the God of, of the God of Egypt. And we want to, amen, yes, be free from that. Because when you look at the kind of, you know, life that many Christians are living today, in fact, many have left what you would define as, you know, the church. Many people have left. Many are in the states where they're just doing their own thing because they're tired of, you know, being controlled, being manipulated, being intimidated, yes, being frustrated, yes, being, being ruled by fear. All of these things are strange, amen, from the things of God, are totally, amen, uh, uh, you know, and strange from the ways of God. And God is awakening our heart today to begin to speak out, to begin to speak against these things so that the people of God, amen, can truly, amen, once again, enjoy the liberty of the spirit yes hallelujah so these are very important points that we are, we are we want to look at and i'm hoping that tonight again we'll be able to do justice okay to uh, uh, you know to 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 some of this principle yes we want to walk in freedom we want to walk in liberty i i there's so much that we want to look at but i don't really want to waste our time I remember making this statement. I said, "It is, it is a difficult, it is a difficult and a painful truth to admit that many of the church gatherings, church organization, all right, many of the church gatherings or church organization that we will basically consider as part of the body of Christ are unfortunately a reflection of the spirit of Egypt. Their reflection, amen." of the spirit of Egypt. 
they are the manifestation amen of a manipulate manip, manipulative you know a system that that has captured that is capturing all right controlling the people and we want to amen address this spirit okay let's go to some of the points that we have for tonight because i really do not have the time to go back to some of the things that we have dealt with so tonight we're dealing with amen you know how to identify or we how we must come to the state where we are aware of what jesus called the leaven of the, the leaven of the pharisees and the sadducees where we must be aware of the leaven jesus wants us to be aware to be careful amen of the level of the pharisee all right and we want to start with galatians chapter chapter 3 galatians chapter 3 verse 1 jesus you know uh, excuse me uh, brother paul was speaking here and very very important what paul amen is he's talking about he says oh foolish galatians who has bewitched you remember the context is we want to find how to be free what does it mean to be free amen from religious egypt from the tyrannical rulership amen or influence of religious pharaoh remember uh, uh, egypt represents so many things in terms of bondage like we said amen we can talk about uh, 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 the, the, the slavery that that egypt amen is is manifesting in terms of economy or even in terms of you know building a family or amen uh, uh, dealing with the issues of spirituality or religion and all of that okay so Egypt is very complex in terms of how it seeks to control and influence people and lives. But now we want to deal with amen, the, the, that religious aspect. That's what we've been dealing with amen, for a while. So this is the same context to which Paul is speaking here. He said, who bewitched you Galatians? Who bewitched you? How foolish. Amen. He said, oh foolish Galatians. Amen. Who bewitched you? <laughs> he said, before your very eyes, Jesus was, remember, he's talking to a group of people. He's not just talking to one or two. He's talking to the entire nation, to, excuse me, to, to the entire city of, 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 you know, of Galicia. He's talking to these people and he's saying, who has cast a spell on you? Who has, who has, who, who has, intimidated you to the point where you you find yourself succumbing to this influence to this you know spirit who bewitched you to bewitch means to cast a spell upon all right it means to control all right it means to you know to 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 to, to mesmerize to to be under the influence of you know a substance or a person who bewitched you who cast a spell on you who brought you to the point and place where you submit, you give, you, you have given your power and authority and position and influence to somebody else. Who bewitched you? He called them, oh foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? He said, before your very eyes, look at this. Jesus was portrayed to be crucified. This is very important. This is not, you know, a, a, a story. He said, before your very eyes, the, the gospel you heard, amen, is that Jesus Christ was portrayed crucified. And he went further in verse 2. He said, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Because these people have allowed, amen, a wrong spirit, a tyrannical, you know, pharisaical, you know, spirit, a demonic spirit, amen, a religious spirit, to take charge, to take control over their life and their space. They allowed it. 
He said, I'd like to know one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? You see, this Spirit had used the issues of the law to control, to bring the Galatian people, amen, to the point where they are being manipulated. In fact, this is how, amen, the Roman Catholic Church you know, sneak into, yes, the, 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 the liberty of the saints and begin to control and begin to manipulate, all right, by bringing out all kinds of doctrines and traditions. And at the end of the day, they, 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 they won the heart of the people, of course, into damnation. It says, before your very eyes, Jesus, amen, was portrayed, crucified. I would like to know one thing. Did you receive the Spirit? By the works of the law or by the hearings of faith. Of course, it has to be by the hearings of faith. But if somebody comes and tells you, well, you have to do X, Y, Z for you to get X, Y, Z, you know that that is not of God. All right. When works becomes, amen, the, 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 the platform by which, amen, we seem to believe that we, we, you know, we, we will be approved in the sight of God. When works in terms of maybe even what we give. Let's say if you give XYZ, if you give XYZ, you get XYZ from the Lord. There is a place, alright, that we are called to sacrifice. There's a place where the Lord steers our heart, motivates us, amen, moves our heart, that we respond out of love, not out, not out of compulsion, amen, not out of intimidation. Not out of fear. And many, many things that we do today, particularly in the area of giving, are done, amen, by compulsion, are done by manipulation. And of course, people use God's, God's word, they use the Bible, all right, to manipulate, to intimidate people, to give, the first people to do what, amen, amen, the people do not feel, you know, a, 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 a move to do, but they are forced to do it. And to certain level, amen, that they continue to do this thing because they've been taught, they've been taught and told that if you stop doing X, Y, Z, it means that you're in rebellion. Now, Paul is addressing this thing here. He says, did you receive? That's the key. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? Remember, in the works of the law, there are many amen, do's and don'ts. There are many Thing that is expected of use the works of the law of course always go with issues of sacrifice the priest under amen that you know the, the the mosaic law amen has to do a lot of you know self-serving a lot of sacrifice to be able to appease god and the lord allowed it for a season but when jesus christ came died shed his blood amen that was the end of that law that was the end of that law. Of course, that law is different from, amen, what we dealt with some time ago when we spoke about, you know, the law was a schoolmaster. It's the law that relates to temple worship and the law that God gave in terms of how to live life, amen, you know, have a similarity. They're almost close. In fact, they're close. All right, but they're not the same because you need to be in the spirit, you need to have the word of God to be able to divide, yes, those, those, you know, those dimensions of truth. Yes, the law that was given under the old covenant were given for us to know how to live life, 
But God never gives us a law in terms of, amen, if we keep X, X, Y, you know, X, Y, Z. If we follow this one, two, three step, all right, that suddenly, you know, everything is right. Even if our life, amen, is not aligned to the standard of God. That's what, amen, tradition teaches. That, well, you don't really need, all right, to, to keep, you know, this civil uh, uh, laws. You don't need to live your life in this standard as long as you fulfill your duty. As long as you, you, you give what you need to give. As long as you do X, Y, Z, then it's fine. God will overlook the rest. That doesn't, that's, that's not the way God works. God doesn't work that way. It, the issue, amen, with, 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 with God and, and worship has always been the issues of the heart. And this is the reason why God said he has found in David one whose heart is after him. Worship is always about the state and the... Because it's from there all the issues of life flows out. The ability to give, amen, yes, even beyond yourself comes from a, a position, a condition of persuasion. Not because, amen, you, you, you've been taught that if you do X, Y, Z, then suddenly, amen, God will overlook your, you know, your iniquity and your sense of, you know, unrighteousness. No. The, the Bible says to obey God, amen, yes, is better than sacrifice. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearings of faith? Hearings of faith is what steers the spirit. It's what steers our heart. It's, it's what steers up, amen. Steers something in us to walk to us, to move to us, amen. When we walk in the spirit, we're able, amen, to act by faith. We're able to act in the, in the leading of the spirit. We're able to move in accordance to the direction and the instructions of the spirit. Because he knows all things. He knows all things. Hallelujah. So, this is important. Then he went further. In verse 3, Paul is addressing, amen, yes, a spirit, a religious spirit here. And this thing is all around. It's all over. We see it every day. And like I said, personally, I am so tired and fed up of the influence and the control, the manipulation, the intimidation that we see, amen, from these quarters. Many today have backslidden in the church just because somebody misrepresented God, just because somebody, you know, yes, misused, misquotes, misinterpret the word of God deliberately. Some do it deliberately. Most of them do it deliberately. Some out of ignorance. But the truth is, anyone who wants to handle the things of God, there are certain standards, certain values, certain, you know, position of knowledge that they are expected to, you know, you know, to, to, to have. So, let's look at, you know, the next thing Paul said, in verse 3 of that, uh, uh, chapter 3. He says, are you so foolish? He used the same word again, that he used in verse 1. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit. He said, first of all, he said, did you receive, amen, the spirit by the works of the law? Or by faith? Then he went further, amen. He said, are you so, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirits, now you are being made perfect in the flesh. You want to be made perfect. Can you actually make yourself, amen, perfect? And of course, being, being made perfect or trying to be perfect by the works, amen, by the works of the flesh is by works, 
by works. And this is the heart, amen, of what we're talking about. Are you going to, amen, continue to live your life and be and be told, all right, that the number of your works is what will give you a place, is what will give you, you understand, a hearing before God or the work of faith, the work of the Spirit. The Bible says, amen, without faith, we cannot please God. But these people will tell you, no, you don't need faith. In fact, we will do all of that for you. We will pray for you. We will fast for you. You just come and sow the seed. They got that same spirit from the Catholic Church. It's not different from the, the idea, from the philosophy of, of indulgence that the, that the Catholic Church preach or teach. All right? That, 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 you know, you can actually pay for, you know, somebody who is dead, who has committed sin, dead, all right? Yes. And you can pay for that person, amen? And, and, and that person is transferred from that, uh, uh, if you will, purgatory to, you know, to another dimension. Come on. This is a lie. This, these are all the things that we see, all right, that the enemy has continued to use, even to, even in our so-called charismatic Pentecostal, you know, community. And we have even seen that even among those who are preaching the apostolic today, prophetic apostolic, that certain people, you know, you know, are, are, are given certain position just because they've got big fat, you know, account just because, you know, they are CEO and executive, you know, director of companies that because of their status, we, we acknowledge them, even if their sense of spirituality, all right, is, is shallow. But the fact that, okay, these people, you know, have influence in society, they, 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 they are connected, suddenly we elevate them. I'm talking about among those, and I've seen it, who are in the apostolic. Because it is all a reflection, amen, of the flesh. The flesh is what uses works that promotes, you know, that promotes the works of men, that promotes, amen, the ideas of men. Now, we are supposed to be people of the Spirit. If we're people of the Spirit, amen, we will live in accordance to the values, like James, amen, was speaking. That do you promote people? Do you put the, the rich people in the in the front row of, of the of the church just because they are influential, they are rich? All right. You remove those who are supposed to be in the front, you send them to the back. And just because these people have some, you know, uh, uh, God knows what. These are things, all right, that have turned our so-called church gatherings into a community of cult. Because cult practice is anything that stands against, that fights against, that resists the values of God, that rejects the standards of God, amen, that takes away the liberty of the people and in fact uses the word of God, amen, to impoverish, to imprison the people of God. And when you challenge this thing, they say you're in rebellion. So people are afraid to even challenge this thing. And that's why God is calling people like us. That is why God is anointing certain you know, individuals. And God is touching them, empowering them with, with the spirit of, 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 David, of David and of course of Moses to go into that domain, to that arena and confront that spirit. Let my people go. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, now 
Now, ye are now being made or somebody is telling you that you can be perfected by the flesh. Now let's look at another scripture. Mark chapter 8 from verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's look at Mark chapter 8 from verse 14. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread except one loaf they had with them in the boats. Watch out, Jesus said. Watch out. Now, this is caution. And this is where, you know, I actually got the theme of this message for tonight. Of course, you remember this is a whole complex, you know, uh, encompassing message. So we have to divide them into several, you know, uh, parts. But here Jesus said, amen, watch out, beware, be cautious, be careful. The Bible says, he said, watch out. He cautioned them, beware of the leaven of the Pharisee, a leaven of the Pharisee and of error. So there's a level, there's a leaven of the Pharisee and there is a leaven of, the, of Herod. There's also one more level of the Sadducees. So there's a leaven, there's a yeast, because the word leaven is a yeast. What does the yeast do? It causes the, the dough, amen, to rise before you make the bread. You mix, you mix the flour, amen, with, you know, with the yeast. And you cover it, or you leave it close to uh, a heat, or you leave it for a while. It rises. That's how we make bread. The yeast influences the flour. Amen. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chemical, you know, in the yeast that causes the dough to rise. So Jesus, amen, spoke about the yeast or the level of the Pharisee. We're dealing with something very important here. You will wonder why certain people even have doubt that this person, amen, is controlling, is intimidating, is manipulating the people of God. Even when, amen, you know, a mainstream media has caught the man of God red-handed, lying, misrepresenting his nation and the people of God, they still come out, the people still come out and, and, and back this lie, this false prophet it just tells you how far you know this this control is because you know in in, in in back then in in the land of egypt they said the people of god are not allowed to leave egypt today that's not how you know egypt controls egypt allow you to go you would do it but this egypt particularly this religious egypt is so powerful that it has influenced, it has changed your perspective, your sense of, you know, understanding what is correct from what is wrong. The Bible says, word to them, all right, that, that, that turns what is, what, is, what is evil to be good. 
Woe to them, alright? Who who cause who, who made bitter sweet and and who cause bitter sweet and 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 sweet bitter? Woe unto them. This is this is a curse. As a group of people who will tell you the black is the white and the and the white is the black. And they will continue to ring that thing until you begin to believe it. Could they be right? Could they be right? This is some of the things that we are dealing with today. I mean, the word of God is very clear about certain values, standards, principles. The word of God is clear. This is one of the first things the Lord helped me to understand You know, as a young person growing up. I, I came to the point, and thank God, you know, back in the days, we all read Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth, you know, uh, uh, which which other one? There's so many of the of the faith move, you know. We, we, there was a lot of the faith move material, well, of course, and the most common one was Kenneth Hagin material. So there were materials that he had already written, and I've read some of this thing, and of course, one of the first thing that. I could remember, you know, Ken Hagen will tell you the word of God is the final authority. So if the word of God is the final authority, which I believe, and somebody else come and tell me, but that's not how it is. Because, yes, this will tell you the word of God is the final authority, but you will have the same people who will quote that same scripture, but will tell you, but that is not how God, amen, is saying it. They will bring their own interpretation. So God helped me as I was exposed to the faith move charismatic you know materials a lot of them you know as i was growing god also helped me and brought me to into you know the 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 environment of certain people called the brethren who 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 were in love with many of the watchmanese material witness need so there was a balance it wasn't just the word i also began to understand what the spirit of God is, and of course, if you're if you're familiar with you know uh, uh, somebody like somebody like Watchmanese material, you know that he's he's deep into the word, but he's also deep into the spirit, and also he has a deep sense of you know the the, the heart of the Father in terms of doctrines and standard. So God helped me that I had a balance. And then there were other people the Lord brought their material across my way. I'm sure, if not for all this material, maybe I would have also believed in the in the lie, thinking that yes, I'm standing on the word of God. Because you see, that's the false, that's a that's that's a lie. You would think you're standing on the word of God. Meanwhile, you're only standing on one perspective or one one person's interpretation or perception of what God's word says. And this is the reason why we've got to go out of our way, amen, and, 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 and drink from, you know, various streams, of course, that are sound in the word of God. Because God doesn't just have one stream. God has four streams according to, amen, yes, the river that flew out of the Garden of Eden. When the, when the sound of God, amen, yes, is released, you, you don't just hear one sound. Of course, it's one sound blowing, but you hear, amen, yes, seven sound, seven trumpets. God said to, to Moses to make, amen, uh, 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 two, you know, you know two, 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 two swords, 
excuse me, two trumpets of, or, you know, of, of silver. He said one is for what? Is for the gathering of the people. The other is for the scattering out. So we need people that can teach us how to hear the sound and, and, you know, and balance them in a way that we can have clear, accurate interpretation. So we, we're dealing with an issue of, of cult because some people tell you, but this is what the word of God says. Yes, that's it. But that is not all that God says. There's so much to what God has said that we have not heard. So, like I said, the Lord helped me to have a kind of a balance. Excuse me. Watch out. He cautioned them. Beware of the leaven, of the influence of the Pharisee. Pharisees amen, are hypocrites. Hypo hypo hypocrites. They will tell you something, all right? They will tell you what to do, but they themselves will not do it. This is very, 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 very dangerous. They will preach what sound like the truth. They will preach what, you know, show a side of the truth. When you look at them, when you look at the Pharisee on the, on the outside, it looks like it's just perfect. Okay. But the Bible says they are the same one that kills the prophet and they are the one that also bury the prophet. They give the, the prophet the best, you know, a, a burial place. But they are the ones that kill the prophet. The Pharisee spirit, which we see today, all right, in the, in the body of Christ, these people will portray something. They will tell you, this is what God has done for me. And the reason why you're not getting it is because you don't have enough faith. And if you want that kind of a faith, you just need to sow a seed. You need to be part of our company. You need to be part of what God is doing in our life. There's a kind of a special favor that we have with God. If you come into that environment, you're also going to you know, share and, be, and partake. So, you who is a spiritual novice, we don't understand, who have not read the word of God, who have not sat. You see, there's, a, <laughs> there's no two way to this thing. We have to. See, like, kind of a thing that I'm talking about, not too many people are interested. You see, but just, I'm just a town crier. That's my job. I'm just one like a farmer going to, to you know, to, to, to cast the seed, to continue to sow the seed. Who knows amen, where the seed is going to fall? Who knows whose heart amen, is going, this seed is going to, you know, you know, fall into and their heart will germinate and bring forth. But if I'm waiting for, you know, uh, to have, you know, 200 people, you know, uh, 100 people or 1,000 people uh, to follow me, I will compromise. And that is why even if there is zero follower, we still declare because we know how God, amen, will cause the birds. The Bible says the birds will come and take the seed of the word. Just like a man, Satan, a man can send his own bird to come and steal the seed of the world. God also can carry, just as we know in the natural, many of the plants, the trees and flowers that we see and we admire are not planted by humans. They're planted by birds. They will carry it amen, from one region to another. Plant it there. They take it from one place. Yes, God does that. So, you see, if we don't have that kind of understanding, we're going to be discouraged because you're going to be looking for followers. And if you don't get, 
you feel like, well, nobody's, no, no, no. You continue. You continue to do, amen. You see, it's going to take some level of commitment, some level, amen, of, of continuity, of, of faithfulness, of trust in God. The words that I speak to you say will not return to me void. I'm very persuaded about that. I remember as a pastor, amen, there will be times where you would have prayed up all through the night, prayed up all through the night, fasting and praying and seeking the face of God, full of zeal and determined. And then you get to the church, only for you to find five, ten people showed up. Particularly if it's raining. <laughs> you know, I used to dread those days. And then the Lord helped us. There, there were days you, you will be praying, God, bring the people. So God, I remember at one time the Lord began to speak to me. Stop putting your expectation on the people. If it's five people that shot, that turn up, if it's ten people, what I've given to you, you put it in them. And let me do the rest. And that was my saving grace. You would have gone Saturday. Saturday, you do evangelism. What's evangelism? Evangelizing the people. Rather than going to evangelize unbelievers, you're going to different brothers' house. How are they doing? Now, of course, all of that is to make sure that they come to church on Sunday. I see if, you know, coming to church on Sunday carries some kind of reward. Of course, it's a reward to pastor because that's the time that they have to show, you know, flex their muscle. And that's their collecting day. So, <laughs> more people, more money. Even though we were not doing it for money, but you still go out. You want the, because you want the people, you know, you know, to come. You've you've cooked a nice meal. You want people to come and eat. And at and when the Lord began to help me to understand His heart, His ways, I stopped. I stopped looking for people. We've done what we need to do. It is the spirit that directs. The Bible says, and the Lord add to the church such as to be saved. It's no longer my, my duty. My duty is to love the people, to care for them. But it's not my duty to try to manipulate them to bring them to church. No. I stopped doing that. When I stopped doing that, after a while, the Lord began to touch. I began to see people. They began to come. In fact, there was a period in our in, you know in our walk in our different people come you know different faces on Sundays even the our church member who are supposed to they, be, they begin to get embarrassed because they're like where are these people where are they coming from people are leaving their church I could remember some testimony say on my way to my church I just heard you know this voice say to me turn back go to that enter that place I could remember one day a lady was going, you know, to to, our, to their church for service. I'm just saying something here that I, I believe God, the Lord is touching somebody to, to listen. This lady, you know, was going to church. I know this lady. I mean, she turned back and she entered our church and she sat, the fellowship, she sat. And after the service, she said, um, I've got something that I need to give you. 
but I need to check with my, you know, with my husband first. But I, I need to. Uh, please, could you wait for me? I said, okay, I'll wait. So she went after seven. She went back home. She she came with her husband. They came with this envelope. This was a tithe. The, the tithe she's supposed to go pay to our church. She said the spirit of the Lord spoke to her to, to sow it into my ministry. I, I mean, I just broke down in tears. This is almost the exact money I needed to, you know, to pay for the rent of where we were using. I'm talking about when God touches the heart of and after that, she started paying her tithe to our work. <laughs> she, she's not a member of my church. I never coerced her. I never tried to force her. I never, she did this all by herself. I'm just saying that God, when God wants to move, he moves. We just need to be open and be honest. My point is, Jesus won Amen. His disciples, his, his own disciples, is warning his disciples, meaning that, guys, you can be influenced by a wrong spirit, by a wrong teaching. You can be influenced, amen, by this hypocritical, I'm defining what, amen, the, 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 the yeast or the level of the Pharisee. The Pharisee are known to be hypocrites. The Sadducees, amen. Their level is wrong doctrine, wrong teaching. Of course, the Pharisee too teaches. But theirs is, amen, do as I tell you, but don't follow me. The Pharisee are the mother of, this, of deception. When they open their mouth, you will think, wow, this guy, this woman, this person, is full of the spirit. But alas, they do the contrary. That's Pharisee. They are known for their tradition. They rather exalt tradition, amen, than exalt God. In fact, the Bible says because of their tradition, they make the word of God non-effect. You see, I'm, I'm trying to define, I'm trying to show you, amen, a three kind of leavens. Among the religious amen, uh, 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 church organization, the people that have held the, held the people of God captive, leaders, ministry, so-called gifted prophets who have used their gifts. If there's a gift, of course, it's not from God because God does not give us a gift to control, to bewitch, to manipulate, to intimidate his people. It's a privilege. Like I said some time ago. It's a privilege. I mean what I'm doing right now is a privilege. To be able to speak on behalf of God. To be a spokesman. I mean that is a big privilege. You know. Like I, like I said earlier. You know when I began to broadcast. I had you know some guests that came to visit. In fact they already you know. Uh, make an appointment. But I forgot because I've been so busy. So busy. So, the moment my wife came from work, she just ran to my office and said, Whoa, these people that you have an appointment with, they're waiting, for, waiting outside. I'm like, Whoa, God. And I'm supposed to be broadcasting for seven. Okay, let them come in. Just let them come in. So, they just walked straight into my, into, my, into, into my office. And at this time, I was already in the spirit. I was just worshiping God. I was listening to a song and I was just worshiping. 
So uh, uh, this brother that I know was still trying to, you know, admire my office and all. I said, before you start admiring, let us pray. I just began to pray in the spirit and all of that. And this man that, you know, he wanted me to pray for that has been afflicted. You know, the spirit of the Lord just began to move and so many things. Prophetic word was going. She, I mean, the wife was just there looking and all of that. And in the midst of all of this, you could feel the anointing, the power of God, the presence of God there. When we are done, you know, they were about to leave. And, and this, this, this person said to me, so how much am I owing you? How much am I? I said, you owe me nothing. If you owe me, you owe God. You don't owe me nothing. Freely have we received, freely give. He said, but, but this is all you do. You, it's not like you get a salary. I said, well, if the Lord touches your heart to give, but I'm, it's not, it's not going to be of me to say, well, you have to, no, no. I don't do that. I will never do that. This gift that God has given to me is a gift. That's why I call it a gift. I didn't do anything. It's an honor to be called of God. Make a few, few are chosen. It's an honor to be to be separated to you know to to be part of those that will represent God. May I never get to the point in my life where I begin to look up to. I mean, how much can somebody pay me, give to me? This is how it works. It has been like that from where I'm coming from. I can't remember. When I collected, you know, a salary, I can't remember. The best I, I collected was stipends when I was, you know, a youth, a young guy, you know, working at the church. Every Sunday, they give me some stipends just to keep up, you know, try to survive, you know, buy little, little thing here and there, but not a salary. And they use all the dirty notes. <laughs> all the you know small dirty notes that's what you know they, they, they use in paying me but I wasn't complaining I rejoiced about it but God is good it's mercies I knew every day it's an honor if God knows that there's something that I need and I need it urgent he will provide and if he doesn't provide not because he's wicked he knows the reason. You see, when you know God, amen, from a position of his sovereign of his sovereignty, don't just know him as king, don't just know him as Lord, yes, but know him as sovereign. Means that amen, he knows all things, he's all powerful, he can do and undo. When you know God from that dimension, amen, it puts your life in a in a place of rest. You will not bother, you will not be hitting your head because uh, something is not happening. No, no. God is sovereign. And in his, sovereign, in his sovereignty, he rule in wisdom. He rule in knowledge. He knows. Hallelujah. I don't preach or expect. I don't even preach a man to be appreciated. I want to be appreciated. I love to be appreciated because as a human being, you want, to, you want people to say, that's a good message. But if you don't give me that... I'm still fine. I'm still okay. It's something that I've built within my system so that my expectation does not come from men. Hallelujah. I don't want to get a thank you 
from people say that tomorrow if I don't get the thank you I begin to feel maybe when I said it's not good oh you better understand that this guy when I'm preaching I'm not good because I say it the way God has placed it in my heart I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness beware Jesus is speaking to his own Pharisee we're dealing with the exodus of the church that is a church that is in captivity Captivity, amen, of the opinions of men. Captivity, amen, yes, of, 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 of the influence of those who claim that they know it all. That they have what it takes to free them, to, 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 to transform them, to make things happen for them. Nobody has such a power. Nobody has such power. Only God decides. He decides. You don't have the power. I don't have the power to decide. I only stand on what God's word says. When I stand on that, amen, I pray on that, I believe God to move. And if he speaks otherwise, he knows why. Sometimes he tells you the reason. Most time he doesn't tell you. <laughs> Every prophet should be, amen, should be secure in such understanding. Or else you'll be trying to cook up things. That God has not called for. And I would never do that. Just to please people. No, no, no. no. I love, I love, I love, I love my calling. <laughs> I love my calling. And, uh, I don't want uh, the praise of men to jeopardize God's intention for my life. No. The exodus of the church. And the mixed multitude. We, all this while we've not even begun to deal with the mixed multitude. We're still talking about God bringing up his people out. Out of this you know, system called Egypt. But it's not enough for God just to bring the people out of Egypt. The question we also need to ask ourselves. Does the people. Does the people want to come out of Egypt? Do are they passionate? Are they hungry enough to want to leave Egypt? Because if you've been in Egypt for 430 years, I mean, you actually think that Egypt has become your home. <laughs> it seems that is a mindset, amen, that many people have today. Oh, let's enjoy Egypt. After all, in Egypt, you can eat cucumber, there's carrot, there's cabbage, you know. Uh, what's the... <laughs> Even when God finally sent Moses, they were fighting Moses. Should have left us. That's what they told me. You should have. Is it because there are no place to die in Egypt that God brought us to this wilderness to come and kill us? You should have left us in Egypt. That's the mindset we have to fight. That's the mindset that many people have developed today. That's why there's nothing you tell them. There is no truth you try to drill into their mind. Except the Lord touches their mind. They're not going to change. But that doesn't, that doesn't stop us from continuing to make the noise. We'll continue to sound this trumpet. We'll continue to say, somebody's manipulating you. There's, yes, this Hubert Angel guy from Zimbabwe that has been caught red-handed by Al Jazeera and all of that. <laughs> they're still saying, this, this guy is still saying, and his members are still saying, no, no. They're just, they're, they're trying to, uh, they're, they're trying to rope him into something that, yeah. what's going on here? You can see this man has been caught. He's a thief. 
this guy should do time in, in jail. But his, his members are still supporting him. They're still so it just tells you that people are more committed than men than committed to truth, than committed to the ways of God. And please, I hope you know that there are there are worse people than you bit angel, whatever his name is. Worse in the body of Christ. There are but what a position you are given an ambassadorial position to represent your country. I mean, is this, is, is, not, is this not what the apostolic people are praying for? We want, we want to represent our country. <laughs> when certain things are not dealt with in your life, that same position you are given is what will become your demise. Is where, amen, you are, I mean, imagine you representing a whole nation, a con country. My word. That man, one man alone, if he had done it in the way of God, he would have turned the nation of Zimbabwe around. But you see, iniquity lied within him. His belly was his God. He still is his God. These are these people that we are talking about. These are the pharaohs. These are the People promoting the system of Egypt. These are the people God is raising an apostolic generation to go and confront. One apostle confronted this man from Nigeria. Confronted his, his lie and his false doctrine of miracle money. You know what? This guy went on social media and actually you know, challenged this other apostle to the point of almost cursing him. I said, this is a place where we need some, you know, all-time biblical, amen, authority. If I be the man of God. <laughs> we need that in our day. That where people will begin to know that, hey, the fact that you call yourself an apostle or prophet does not make you one. These are the days where the true authentic apostles must rise. The true authentic prophet must rise. Amen. And it makes certain people an example. He said, can they... Didn't, in the New Testament, didn't uh, Paul... He said, be blind for a season. That is good enough for others to see. Or else this guy would have prevented the governor, the governor of a state to be to be saved. Are you getting the point? That's the objective. We must walk in such position of a cutting edge authority and understanding of the times. The times that we live in demands, amen, that we put on the whole armor of God. It means that we're in a day of what? Warfare. Put on the whole armor of God. You don't put on the armor of God to go and play, you know, soccer. <laughs> you don't put on the whole armor of God, hallelujah, you know, to go hiking. No, that tells you there is war, is battle. Jesus warned them. He cautioned them. Beware of the leaven. This thing is dangerous. This these Pharisees, they are dangerous. The Sadducees are, are wicked. Herod is 
terrible. You would think Herod loved, you know, the people of God because he built them, you know, a, 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 a temple. <laughs> Look at what Herod did. When he saw that, you know, killing John the Baptist is something that will give him, a, you know, a, a political position and influence among the Pharisee. He did it. You, we have to understand the various level of yeast that we are dealing with. Beware of the level of, of the Pharisee. Beware of the level of the, you know, of the Sadducees. Beware of the level of Aaron. Let me see. I think I've got it somewhere. Yeah, let's look at this one. Matthew 16, verse 6. Watch out, Jesus told them. Again, beware of the level of the Pharisee and the Sadducees. There was one, he said, beware of the level of Herod. I'm not sure where I found, where, where that is. But it's there. But let's look, let's, let's read on. Matthew 22, verse 16. They send their disciples. Who are these people who send their disciples? The Sadducees. They send their disciples. You see, these guys, they have disciples. Those are the, those guys. You don't go and tell them that their papa, their bishop, their apostle uh, 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 is in error. Or has misquoted the scripture. Or is not interpreting the Bible correctly. They will literally lynch you. They will, if they can kill you, they will kill you. <laughs> I mean, whatever they can do, if, if it's on social media, they will continue to pounce on you. If you're not careful, if you don't have tough skin. I mean, it, it took some tough skin for me to be able to stand till today. Standing for the truth, declaring the truth. Particularly in the community all right, that I am. These are not just Pharisees. These, these are real, you know, manifestation of the spirit of Pharaoh, all right, using the issues of prejudice. Using the issues of race. That you can't say certain things because you have a dark skin. Or because you come from you know, one region of the nation. They call me names. There's, they, they, there's nothing they didn't do. In fact, at one of the you know, uh, 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 groups that I belong that is run by the Franjuk, you know, community they actually removed me not because i asked for money not because i said anything bad or evil just because the things that i'm saying is not supposed to be said by somebody of my position of my skin color and i i mean one person began the second person they began to call me names i stood my ground to the point that one says, look at the way this guy is even speaking. We don't even know if he's the one saying all of these things. In other words, 
they, they did not believe that I could, I'm, I'm that intelligent to write the kind of things. It was something I was ready to take up, but at some point I said to myself, this is just who they are. Not all white people are racist, but most of them are. I live in that community where you see it. You think South Africa is free? <laughs> it's free just on paper. Democracy is just on paper. There are still places that you go to. The people, I mean, you could just see the atmosphere saying to you, you are not welcome here. This, this sense of entitlement, I'm better than you. I know better than you. I'm like, for, how? Sorry, I'm not a South African. If, if you do it South Africa and they bow, not me. Where I come from, we are never thought to bow to such a spirit. Not even as a believer. Don't you know where I am? I'm from Nigeria. We don't bow to such... You can't threaten me with that kind of attitude. Sometimes my wife will say, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I don't. I will never. Because I know if I bow to that thing, it's a spirit. That thing will control you. But I realize some of those battles are distractions. So I withdraw myself. Come on, I withdrew myself. I can give you testimony or testimony upon testimony of how you know the racist spirit are tried to shut me down from the churches, from the so-called spiritual leaders in the community, and from those who are in the business community. But what are we talking about? It's going to take you to have the same mindset of Ezekiel. God said, I've, I've made your forehead strong. God says, they will not be able to resist you. If you're going to deal with the level of the Pharisee, you're going to deal with the level of the Sadducees. If you're going to deal with the level, the yeast of Herod. Ah, you've got to understand and walk in the true meaning of being a saint one. You see, being apostolic is not just about being able to preach good doctrine. It's also about having courage. A sense of, you know, of engagement. You don't disengage. When God says engage, you go, you go forward. That's what it takes. You're not afraid. God has not given to us the spirit of fear. Because this spirit will use all their means and power to try to stop you and imprison you. You just be in one little corner. They're making noise that nobody's hearing. Today, by God's grace, we have people following us from different parts of the world. We have people following us from America, from Canada, from... I mean, what I do here is just, you know, a small thing. But when we begin to distribute our message, people are already waiting. And they're not just following, you know, they, they get in contact, they, they relate, they ask questions. That's why I know that there's a generation that wants the truth. Not because we want to be exclusive, no, but because we stand for Christ and his kingdom. 
Jesus said, if you're going to stand with him, you will be persecuted. If you're not ready to be persecuted, sorry, you better leave this thing. If you're not ready, amen, to be challenged, that's why I don't get myself distracted with little things. And certain things that we're dealing with, to me, they are just distractions. I'm talking about things that we deal with in the church, in the so-called uh, of our uh, community, so-called kingdom, apostolic. They are distractions. They are bigger fish that we're supposed to be, de- to be dealing with. Bigger fish. And we're dealing with those things, even though we don't make noise about it. I don't have to put it on whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're dealing with things. We are raising a standard. We are, we are pushing back the works of darkness. We are proclaiming the day of the Lord. See, what we preach are the things the Spirit of God puts in our spirit and say, these are the things you need to declare, you need to, to talk about. And when we do that, all of the system that God has given to us, we put them into motion. Amen. Back the message. So we're not just preaching. We also put system in place to make sure that these things influence and affect lives and homes and marriages. It's amazing. It's a beautiful place to be. The couple that visited me tonight, while I was praying and I, you know, praying for him and all of that, came for me to pray for, for him, you know, to be to be healed, his body. I mean, he's been sick. He's been to the hospital. He's done all kinds of tests. They can't find nothing. But the Spirit of the Lord healed this man. But while I'm praying, the Lord said, no, you need to go back and take the mantle, all right? Take the word and go back to your church and do what you need to do. Remember when I said I began to pray for this fool, they just came for this counsel. I didn't even give them room to sit down because <laughs> I knew that I have to start broadcasting. So as they came into my office, I just start praying. And I know that in the place of prayer, the Lord shows me things. You want to hear God? Start praying. You want to, you want to be quick and be sharp in the prophetic? Start by praying. Not the prayer of your own agenda. You just flow in the spirit. God will open. While I, God was speaking to me, this as I, as I was de- talking to the man, he's looking at his wife. Because the things that I'm saying, they can confirm it. Say, so go back to your church. Don't run away. But stand for truth. Don't compromise. Because if everybody runs away, who is going to save those that are there? And I told him, say, see, I'm doing a teaching right now. The exodus of the church from religion, not from the church, the building. God will still tell you, stay in the building. But stand your ground. Bringing this thing down. Oh, hallelujah. He was looking at his wife. Said, so I have to go back to the church. I said, yes, go back to the church. <laughs> I didn't know they had stayed away from the church. Go back to the church. The word of the Lord. God is doing a new thing. There's a, there's a new race God is awakening. Who knows, maybe because the reason why they could not find anything is because the Lord wanted him to encounter, amen, to encounter me. So that they can give him direction. Your health is in your purpose. Hallelujah. 
They send their disciples to him, to Jesus, along with the Herodians. These are the, these are the, you know, these are Herod's pol police. Police of the court who do the bidding of hypocrites. They send their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are honest. <laughs> you would think the way these people are speaking. They say, we know that you are honest. You don't take bribe. <laughs> you don't compromise. <laughs> you don't go to the wrong place. You don't mingle with... We know you are honest and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Isn't this enough? You would have just thought they would stop here. <laughs> we know, we know these things. So you think they are you think they are fighting you because you know the truth. It's not enough. We know that you're honest. You teach the way of God according with the truth. That's a standard. That is what is expected of us. They went further. You seek, listen to this. You seek favor from no one. We have studied you. We have tried to, you know, to, to entrap you. But we have failed. <laughs> Listen to this. They say, because you pay no attention to external appearance. I'm looking at this today and I'm like, God Almighty, help me here. You pay no amen, attention. You you can't. You are not moved by uh, the guy packed, you know, a, a limousine or he's got two jet planes. You are not moved by that teacher. We know these things. You pay no attention to external appearance. Nobody can influence you and cajole you and, and, and manipulate you by these things. We can't use money to draw you. These are the Pharisees. This, this is a testimony, amen, of the Pharisees. These are the things that send their disciples to go, amen, and say. But they have, amen, they know where they're going. They know where they're going. Where are they going? They're trying to entrap him. Hallelujah. They're trying to capture him. You don't do all of these things. But. Do you follow the laws of the Pharisee? Do you obey? What are we supposed to do in this situation? Since you don't do all of these things. Like I told you. They were seeking a way to do what? To entrap Jesus. They were seeking for a way, hallelujah, yes, to put him in a corner so they can what? Yes, and trap him. But Jesus, of course, is far ahead of them. What is my point? What we know is not enough. It is how we are able to stand in defense of what we know. It is how we are able to stand in defense of what we know. 
It's not enough to know. Can you stand to defend? The Bible talk about, amen. We must defend the faith. To defend the faith is not to take a sword and go start fighting. To defend the faith is to draw the line of the values and the standard of God and call the people to to that side. On which side are you? Jesus, the Lord, always give the people the choice. Choose this day. Like I said earlier, we must also ask, are the people really, are they really truly ready to want to leave Egypt? Are they truly ready to want to leave the house of torture, the place of bondage? Are they truly ready, amen, to hear something that might contradict what they have been told, the lies they've been told, the falsehood, amen, they've been sold. You see, because there are certain things that allow people to become enslaved. There are certain values, beliefs, traditions that the enemy uses to capture, to entrap, to manipulate, to intimidate. To imprison the people of God. Ignorance is one of them. Ignorance. When you are ignorant of God's word. It's easy for the enemy. To use all kinds of things. Yes. The issue of anxiety. I want it now. I want it this way. It's easy. Hallelujah. To be captured and to be entrapped by anxiety. Bible says, be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made. No, no, no. I'm praying but I want it now. (laughs) That's why those people will tell you there's a 24 hours miracle. The gods that answered now, now. When we don't understand the ways of God, the ways of God, the values, the, 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 the intentions of God for our life. And of course, the sovereignty of God, like I said earlier, it's easy to be entrapped. When we, when we believe in superficiality or we believe, amen, that, you know, Christianity is, is you know, is spiritism. You know, many, many, many charismatic leaders today are spiritists. They're no better than Sangomas. You know, they're no better than, you know, uh, 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 those who are into the, the practice, the worship of, you know, uh, 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 um, ancestral, you know, worship. They're no better. It's just the only difference is that they wear nice suits. <laughs> But their concept of of spirituality is the same pattern. In fact, today they don't hide it. You know, in the 90s they still try to hide it. Now they don't hide it. It's it's there in the open. So if, if you have that thing, God must do it for me. I'm looking for a miracle. I believe in miracle and God is still performing miracles. Miracle is still the children's bread. But if miracle becomes what is driving you, ah, you'll be driven to the wrong place. 
because these people use all these things. They see how desperate. You know, people who fall into the arms of scammers. It's because they know that you are desperate. You want money. You want, you know, <laughs> two, two, was it two, three days ago, somebody, you know, uh, sent me this message claiming to be another apostle that I know. So, well, I, I, I invested this X amount and, you know, less than God knows what I got this X amount. I said to myself, oh, these people must be so foolish because they don't know. They don't know who, who I mean, by now they should have known that <laughs> you can't try me with such a thing. <laughs> so I, I try to call the man. He's not picking. I tried his number again. He's not picking. So I know that, well, this guy's uh, uh, social media has been hacked. Because that person that they're using his, his image, see, that's why it's important we should know each other. I said to myself, this man that I know will not do such a thing. And that's why I put it on my Facebook timeline. If anybody knows how they cannot get across to this person, please tell him. You see, if I don't know him very well, at least to that level, I might just say maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe himself has backslidden. But that doesn't mean I'm going to follow him. No, no, no. I'm not that desperate. I'm in need, yes. I'm in need financially. But there are certain things I will never do. Never. You can't find me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Friends, let me go back to Galatians and I'll be done. Paul said to the Galatians, you foolish. Why are they foolish? Because they allow themselves to be bewitched. That's the word Paul used. Who bewitched you? Who cast a spell on you? Who used religion? Who used the Bible to cast a spell on you? I think that's the best way I can put it. Who twisted the word of God to the point that you believed in a lie? A whole nation were captured. The entire Galatians community were captured by this spell. When you, are, when you are in a lie, in an environment of lie, for too long, at some point you begin to believe the lie as the truth. Did you hear what I said? At some point you begin to believe the lie as the truth. When you are in the land where the king has one eye, you understand? And everything he says, amen, you see as the truth. At some point, you begin to believe that whatever the king say is the truth. Even though he cannot see properly. That's why we need, we all need an atmosphere, an environment where, amen, our faith, our sense of faith can be challenged. We can continue to maintain that cutting edge, that adjustment, amen. Of, of our of our faith walk 
of our sense of understanding. We need to read materials. We need to listen to messages. People, amen. Back in the days, you say listen to a, 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 you know, a CD, a cassette. You know, today you listen to a, a, you know, a, a podcast. But you need to constantly keep your spirit, amen, alive with with cutting edge message, message that will prick your spirit, not message that will. Every time you know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. You need message that will make you say, ouch, ouch. Oh, that's, aha. That is how you keep yourself in line. If, if it is all rosy and nice and, mm, you have, you know, sweet tooth. Like here in South Africa, oh, if it's sweet, oh, you find them there. If the thing's bitter, ah, ah, ah. no, 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 no. We don't want that. Well, we mix it. You want to survive? You want to live only on that which is sweet? You're going to die before your time. Yeah. And that's why I'm grateful to God that certain people, they, even though they will not comment, but I know they are following us. I know they are watching us. Because they know that this word, they need it to maintain their cutting edge. To maintain. They said if the iron be blunt, you need a message in this season that will keep your iron sharp. Your knife sharp, your sword sharp, or else the seasons that we're living will entrap you and you'll not even know it. They say, Be aware, be careful. Sin lieth at your door. If you allow it, it will master you. Jesus warned his disciple, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisee. They are the today's religious pharaohs. The moment you say you want to leave, you will see how they all gang up on you. The moment you say God told me or you heard or you can prophesy, you mean you can prophesy without amen, the Papa giving you? No, <laughs> you're in trouble. We are challenging these things. And I pray God will really grant us wisdom you listening that god will give you the boldness the courage to rise up to fight against the lies of the enemy listen to this word again before i go the spirit of the lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor listen this word poor is not talking about the fact that you don't have money amen in an account This poverty has to do with your identity. It's a lack of the knowledge of your identity, your position, your inheritance, who you are, who God designed you to be. If you lack the sense of purpose, the sense of identity, the sense of, yes, dignity, you're poor. There are a lot of rich people who, are, who have a poor manifestation of life because they don't know why they leave. He has sent me to proclaim. That's the first thing this message does. To proclaim liberty to the captive and the recovery of sight to the blind. So you can see that amen, at the forefront of the gospel of the kingdom is the message of freedom and liberty. To the point that the God who created us, amen, created us to have liberty. Not, in, not even God himself will impose himself on us. 
So he gave us a choice. But today, people are in churches where they are not allowed to express, amen, their choice. People cannot even decide to challenge something they know is wrong. Ah, everybody will gang up on, gang up on them. That's not church. That's a cult. That is a house of cult. The Bible says the church is the ground and the pillar of truth. One of the first nature of truth is freedom. Truth sets free. You shall know the truth and the truth. Listen to this. And the truth will prosper you? No. And the truth will heal you? No. And the truth will give you breakthrough? No. And the truth will give your wife? No. And the truth will give your son? No. The truth will set you free. Whatever. Amen. Whatever it is that keeps you in hostage, that keeps you locked down, that keeps you in prison, that's where the truth comes from. Every other thing is secondary. The truth sets you free. You, you claim to have the truth, but you're not free. It's not the truth. The first nature, the first character, the first mission of the truth is freedom. But we know that with freedom comes all the things. But the context is the truth will set you free. And he whom the Son set free is free indeed. Friends, I'm done this uh, evening. I hope what we have shared has shed some light into this message. Because the essence, the purpose is for people to hear the sound and begin to make their journey out of the house of torture. I don't care how you love your papa. If that love is not based and built on the truth, then that love is pseudo. Then that love is fickle. Then that love is not agape. That love amen, is something else. And of course, you know, we have all kinds of expression and definitions of love and characters of love. What we are looking for is the love of God, the agape. Love will always release. Love is sacrificial. You can't love your son or daughter to such an extent that when it's time for them to get married, he said, no, I don't want you to marry. Please stay with me. See, because I'm so lonely. <laughs> love is not selfish. Love is not self-centered. Love, love does not manipulate or control. Love does not seek its own. Love does not build at the expense of others. Love does not build while others are falling. Love does not, amen, boast in abundance where there are others who are in need and lack. That's not love. Wake up. Open your eyes. You can't know better than, than your papa. Then uh, that, that is some, no, no, no. Jesus left, left the scene for his disciples to thrive. The expression of true love is that those that are under should rise up above. True leadership at some point will begin to fade away from the scene and push those that have learned, that have been trained forward. That's leadership. 
When you begin to lead from the back, you're a true leader. Oh, there's a point to lead from the front. But when you begin to say, now you're strong. Now you have what it takes. Go for it. I'm behind you. Then we give you a good clap. But if all you want is for your faces to always be there. Your face to... You see this food? Some of them are old. They're supposed to have left the place. But no, no, no. They're afraid. That's why you even see some of these politicians who are pharaoh. When they know that they ought to have stepped down, they can't step down because they know that when they step down, the people will lynch them. <laughs> so they die there. That's the reason why amen, they die there. They make themselves everlasting leaders. Because when you are supposed to leave, you know what you're looking for. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this sound. Many are called, few are chosen. We want to hear. We want to follow. We want to continue to respond. You're speaking to us in such a profound way. You're ministering to us. May we continue to listen and adhere to what your sound is saying, what your spirit is saying. It's, this is the exodus of the church. Help us. Whatever it is that we need to move, leave behind, may we leave them behind and come into you. That's where we are coming to. You are our promised land. Christ, you are our promised land. It is you we want to come into fully. You surpass what we understand as the kingdom life. Help us to understand how to journey into you. Bible says, until we come to the full stature of Christ, a full grown man, yes, these people will not allow us to come to maturation. This spirit will not allow us, want to keep us, yes, in a state of childishness. Paul said, when I was a child, I, I thought as one, I spoke as one. I reasoned as one. And I became a man. The Pharisee spirit, the spirit of Pharaoh would never allow you to grow to become a man. Keep you in that state of a boyish, of a girlish. That's why everything they do is very childish. It's all entertainment. It's children that get moved by entertainment. They never want to grow. They never want to come of age. They never will, al they will never allow you to come into an order where you can begin to change your dress code. No. Want to look like a, you know, like a youth all your life. It, there's no, there's, that, that's not biblical. In fact, it is not nature. We must come of age until we come to the full stature. A full-grown man. When you come into that order, perspective change, lifestyle changes, priority changes. There are things today that are my priority. 20 years ago, they were not my priority. Why? Because I've come of age. I've grown. These churches don't want you to grow. These men don't want you to grow. They don't want you to know how to hear, how to know the voice of God. No. Pharaoh, let my 
people go. They are God's people. When you hear men of God say, my people, my people, my children, then you know that you are in the midst of cultism. Whatever you have built that you cannot let go of. God says that which you have built doesn't have to be a church alone. It can be a business. It can be whatever it is that you celebrate. If you cannot walk away from that thing tomorrow by the declaration of God. Say, this thing that I've built and I'm rejoicing over, this thing that I've become my identity, my source of success, everybody loves me because of this thing. If I cannot leave it tomorrow and walk into a new ground, into a new place and start all over with Christ. If you cannot make up your mind and say, I, will do, I can do this thing, then you know that something else is in your heart. That indeed, in fact, you have not built for God. <laughs> that in fact, you have not built for God. In the things of God, there is nothing like demotion. But the way we understand promotion in the natural is not the way heaven defines promotion. I, those are the ways you test yourself. Look at your life. No matter how nice, how beautiful your environment is. Ask yourself, if the Lord asks me tomorrow to leave this place, can I leave it with joy? <laughs> can I leave it? With joy in my heart. Can I leave this place with joy? And find, yes, a, a new starting point. And give glory to God. If I cannot do that, then there's something else that I'm battling with. There's an idol somewhere. That's how you get to test. You get to challenge your condition, your position of faith. Father, help us. Honor and glory to you, Lamb of God. Help us to continue to live life looking towards the hill where our help comes from. Say so this would that came out. If they were mindful of where they came from, they would have returned. But they were in search. Help us, Father, to continue to search, to set our heart on a journey. Take your place and be glorified in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you so very much. Anyone out there, join us tonight. Who's been part of our broadcast. We thank God for his mercy, for his love, for his word. Uh, the electricity saga here in South Africa has not really helped us. I remember this morning I was just about to start broadcast. The light went off. But we give thanks to God. So if you see us, you see us, we rejoice. And sometimes by the time the light is back, you want to broadcast, the spirit is willing, but the flesh, he says no. But I'm grateful. We will continue to praise for that and allow the Lord to grant us the grace and to respond as he has called us to respond. Thank you so very much, anyone out there. Really, I'm grateful to been able to speak and share this timely message with us. Today is our sixth uh, um, session on this teaching on the Exodus of the church. We are not done yet with the other message, restoring the tabernacle of David. 
hopefully we'll continue again. These are just emphasis of the Spirit. As God speaks to us, we respond. So I'm basically just responding to what God may say to us. So thank you so very much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. Have a blessed and a wonderful evening. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.